Hello, folks. This is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. Thank you for joining me on my journey through God's Word. This, for me, is a journey of discovery. It's not about me dispensing my preset knowledge out to my audience. Instead, I am learning and discovering God's Word as I go through it on a day-by-day basis. It is absolutely exhilarating. I love it. And I began this commitment of doing it daily almost five years ago. And folks, it gets sweeter and sweeter as the time goes on. So my purpose is not always just to find scriptures that make us feel devotionally good, if you know what I mean. But I go through Bible books. Uh, I don't necessarily go every verse by verse, but I do go through Bible books, through uh, section by section. And that forces me to deal with the text in front of me and to ask questions and to discover and to learn the meaning of the Scripture. And the first aspect of it is to find what it means within that particular Bible book and within the pattern and the flow of what is being written by the author of this Bible book. I want to find out within that context what the meaning is. And then once I discover the basic meaning, I can then apply it to my life in a richer way and and hopefully encourage you as well. So we are in the midst of going through the book of Luke. I am in Luke chapter 4. We are looking at the temptation of Jesus. It says here in the text in Luke chapter 4 that the devil tempted Jesus throughout those 40 days. But we get a picture of three particular temptations. And today we are going to look at those temptations in in a little deeper way than we have previously. In Luke chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, one of the temptations comes and the text says, And he led him, the devil led Jesus, up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment time. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this domain and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. You know, as the devil often often does, he speaks a partial truth, but not the full truth. Yes, God has given over to him a part of the domain of the world, but it certainly isn't the devil's prerogative to give it to whomever he wishes. It still is fully in the control of the Father. But that's the first temptation. Another temptation is it says that Jesus became hungry, and the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And then a third temptation, And he led him to Jerusalem, The devil led Jesus to Jerusalem and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you. So we have three temptations. You know, I like patterns. My brain thinks in terms of patterns, and patterns really help me to kind of organize and compartmentalize and understand life. Patterns help us to, to learn, to understand, to process information, and make sense of things. 
there is a pattern to the events of Luke in here in chapter 4, where we are currently devotionally reflecting on the temptation of Jesus, reflecting on this passage gives us a lot to consider when it comes to living Scripture daily. Jesus gives us some really, really great examples about how we may live the victorious life in him. So first of all, the first example, though, is that Jesus came from being baptized. That was both a sign of his initial move out of private life and into public life, but it also is a beautiful example of us. It models what happens to us when we're saved. We are washed clean of our sin. The Holy Spirit comes down and dwells within us, and the Father is pleased with us. These events happened to me at the point of my salvation as a young boy, and they happen to you as well if you have received Jesus by faith. Beautiful example, the baptism of Jesus. Well, now that Jesus has been baptized, he continues his transition into public ministry in a sense by a ordination or by a private time alone by fasting and praying alone in the wilderness. But he's not really alone, is he? Certainly the Father is with him, and the Spirit of God leads him and is with him. And uh, there's also a, in a sense, an unwelcome stalker. The devil tempts him. When it comes to dealing with temptation, you know what? It's really all about the depth of our passion and our purpose to live a life that honors God. A life of love, submission, and obedience. In other words, our grit to deal with temptation is greater when our, the depth of our passion and purpose is to live and honor God. It really comes down to do we want to honor God with our life. See, in baptism, Jesus modeled for us the beautiful picture of salvation. In a sense, what's happening inside, being completely justified by God and his work in our lives. We are once and, all, once and for all forgiven, cleansed, and pure in the sight of God. In the example of Jesus' temptation, he models for us a pattern of living, of the ongoing life that we have and our pursuit to live a victorious Christian life for the rest of our time on earth. And Jesus deals with two fierce forces, the same two forces that we battle as Christians. Those two forces are our natural human flesh, our propensity to sin, and number two, the schemes or the temptations of the devil. So I mentioned patterns. Let's, let's consider a pattern of threes. One, two, three. A pattern of threes. So Jesus was tempted three times. Now consider the three areas of temptation that Jesus faced that in a sense we all face as well. And the Apostle John outlined it in 1 John 2.15. There were three temptations that he outlined. One was the lust of our eyes, what we see. The lust of the flesh, what we feel or want to feel. And the boastful pride of life, pride and what we want. Those three forces have caused many to fall into deep holes of addiction and defeat they have caused patterns of self-destruction that have led to broken lives and broken relationships, broken families, and broken communities. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life. Well, these three forces will keep us busy for a lifetime in our quest of 
spirit-filled living. But you know what? There's more. More than just those three forces, there's also the whispers of the devil. And sometimes maybe even the shouts of the devil that tempt us even further. These are the schemes of the devil that include pouring fuel on the fire of these fleshly temptations that we already have. The devil tempted Jesus three times using these three areas of temptation. Did you catch that? Jesus was tempted three times in these three areas of temptation. Here's what the devil did. First of all, there's the lust of the eyes, what we see. Well, remember, he led him up and he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment's time. And he said, you can have it all. That is the same type of temptation that we could have when we see the wealth of others, when we see their beautiful homes, when we see their cars, when we see things of this world that we want. And then there's the lust of the flesh, and that is what we feel, indulging our feelings. He became hungry, and the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. So we can fall prey to just the simple lusts of our own flesh. And then lastly, there's the boastful pride of life, what we want. And he led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you. You see, the the temple was a public place. And if he would have thrown himself down off the pinnacle, sure enough, the angels would have protected him. But the people would have witnessed this amazing, miraculous Messiah. And perhaps the boastful pride of life was a temptation in that he would not have to go through the path that he was on, maybe to die or to suffer. But instead, the people would raise him up and lift him up as an amazing, miraculous Messiah. Well, Jesus countered the temptations of the flesh as he prepared in his time of fasting. This is a spiritual means to gain discipline over our bodies and to subdue the flesh. Jesus then resisted the temptations of the devil. And we'll look next time at the method of how he resisted the devil because we will be able to apply that example to our lives and we will be able to live in greater victory than we have before when we follow the example of Jesus. Father, we are reminded that we are in a battle for we are in a foreign land for now, but our eyes are upon our future home in heaven. So while we journey through this foreign land as your ambassadors of peace and mercy and grace, We need to be ready to fight. It's a tough battle, but you have given us humble confidence through your example. And along with your example, you have given us a strong arsenal of spiritual weapons to ensure our victory. Thank you that in you, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.